and welcome to the Money Magic Podcast with Fangile Makwakwa. This is the podcast where we talk about trauma and how it affects our finances and our lives. I help women of color unlock ancestral wisdom so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. This podcast was birthed when I started having conversations with private clients and students in my online courses about the remarkable shifts they'd had in their finances and started receiving feedback and updates from people on how these conversations were helping them understand their family dynamics and financial behavior. I've seen how unlocking ancestral wisdom has helped me pay off $60,000 in debt, buy property, launch and grow my company Wealthy Money into a six-figure business in US dollars as I travel and live in various countries on the globe. I've lived in over eight countries and traveled to many more as I built this company. My intention with this podcast is to provide you with weekly episodes that help you understand the importance of healing and help you understand your relationship with money better so you can start making different financial decisions and creating a life you love for yourself and future generations. So without further ado, let's get started and dive into this week's episode. Hey, money magicians, how are you? Welcome to episode 26 of the Money Magic series. Happy New Year. This is my first recording for this new year uh, for 2021. I took some time off. (laughs) So if you've just joined us, well, I took three weeks off, which was so needed to rest and sleep. You've just joined us. My name is Vangile Makwakwa, and I am the founder of Wealthy Money. I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. Um, what I've been doing, how I started this work was I paid off $60,000 in debt, which was at the time about 700,000 South African rands. In uh, four years from there, I then created extra streams of income, was able to start traveling as I build wealthy money. And since then, it's just been incredible, the growth that I've seen. And today's guest um, on the series, what I do is I invite my clients and students and some friends who do work around money and trauma, but majority students and personal clients, because I've got quite a few of those we can interview for at least a year on the uh, we can interview most of them constantly and still get more knowledge so with me is one of my clients well we just finished five months of coaching together her name is Pumla so welcome Pumla and thank you for being my guest <laughs> thank you, thank you, Vangida. Um, thank you very much for being considered as a guest. It's an honor. My name is Vishen. It is so much of an honor. And I'm very sorry. I am going to be me. She allowed me way long before you guys come in into my life to be me. So sorry. 
it's her fault. <laughs> I love it. Umla, I love it. Like I love all my clients because you guys just give me life. You are just so yourself, right? So chill with us. Who are you? Because you're currently you're South African, but you currently don't live in South Africa. So what do you do? Who are you? Where are you based? <laughs> Okay, okay, quickly, uh, but listen please carefully because the reason I'm never gonna say, I'm gonna say everything about who I am because this video in 10 years to come, it might be someone else's survivor story. My name is Pumla Pritingema. I was born and bred in Kandla, in KZN. Um, I was in the military for past 13 years. I was working for the government. I was given by the military. I started to go and study paramedic. And then from there, I just had enough <laughs> with not being challenged and things like that. And then I decided to apply for jobs outside the country as there's plenty, plenty, plenty of opportunities for paramedics to be working outside the country. It's in the US, UAE, I've had as well, Australia, South Arabia and things like that. And then I was fortunate enough that some of the Black South African, yes, Black South Africans, they do share, that were already in, in, in UAE, they told us that, listen, a UAE is coming to South Africa to recruit paramedics, please come through. I went for interviews mm -hmm. and I got in and I never looked back ever since. So oh. I am a mother to a six-year-old boy whom I love very much. His name is Gusha Gonke. That is me. Yeah, wow. So, Pumla, this is so interesting. I, I am actually excited to ask you this question because I know how this has, I've seen the evolution for you, right? So, mm -hmm. what does money mean to you? And how would you describe money to an alien now? <laughs> okay. Um, the healed version of me uh money is the most beautiful source of energy that we're ever given it is available to all of us it is one thing that can be able to take you from point a to point b it can be a gift it can be something that you were born to have i'm one of those who believe that i was honestly <laughs> born to be rich no it is something that i'll definitely be able to pass to my son to my grandkids and to everyone it's just one of the beautiful things that I see now that it is available to me. It was always available to all of us. It is just beautiful. That's what money, it is just a beautiful thing to have. Um, yeah. yeah, that's what I can say about money as I'm understand, I've been healed and understanding that it, it, it is just, yeah. it is, yes, it is definitely very important and it's beautiful. Hey, boo, money is available to everyone, people. Just go and get money. <laughs> I love it. Guys, Pumla always, would, she's, she's awesome. She'll always be like, mm, when we start working, when we're working on what is it that you want in terms of income growth and like we're focusing on investments and things that you can do, she'll be like, mm, I can't start small van. You know, I was born to have money. <laughs> I was born to be rich. And it's been like working with her has been amazing and just seeing her incredible growth. But before we even go into the growth and her breakthroughs, I want to ask, when did you start suspecting that 
money wasn't just the budget. You know how it is. Mm -hmm. School, we grow up and then, sorry guys, (laughs) I'm so used to talking to Pumla in Zulu, even in in our coaching. (laughs) So sometimes I may slip up for this video, but (laughs) we will backtrack and just correct, right? So Mm -hmm. not correct, Mm -hmm. but uh, translate. Um, So... Growing up, we are taught budget, 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 spend less than you earn, right? Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. it's all like numbers on a piece of paper. And that's like what we're taught money is, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. when did you start realizing that, no, man, this is not adding up this hard work story. And that's the other thing. If you Mm -hmm. want money, you must work from sunrise to sunset, when did you start realizing that this was just money was more than this and that it's more than budgeting and saving? Okay, I started realizing that when um, I lost all the money that I've made in the military, I, I went on deployment as I was in the military before. I had close to 400,000 in my bank account. Wow. And I bought myself a house, I bought furniture and nice things. I was buying family and everything. Okay. I was like, okay, I'm going to keep some apart. Throughout the whole year, I kept on losing money. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how. I was just forever going back to my savings and just, okay, I need this money. I need this money and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then there was a time where I've lost all of it. And then now I'm back into living with this monthly money that I obviously we live on. At that time I was making 30,000 or 34,000, depending if whether I did overtime or not. Mm. But there was something that was always troubling me. You know, I was like, okay, how did I lose all of this money? And I did not know, to be honest with you, I didn't have no idea how I've lost all the money. Okay, there was a time where budgeting was not working. I'll try different things. But at that point, I was like, okay, this is not making me happy because I've always known myself as a person of money, you know, if a person who give money to family, to friends, or if all of a sudden now I don't have this money. I was like, mm. I'm not here, you know, I just, I'm mm. not here, I don't have this money. And I was like, that's when I started applying for other jobs. But yet again, in me not being happy as I've lost all of that money, I was like, I never ever want to have this feeling of me not being happy because I do not have money. Okay. I saw that for me, it wasn't only money and people as well. I was like, I don't want to be happy because there's someone in my life or I don't want to be happy because there is money. I was like, okay, how do I get myself out of this money situation? There was Uba at that time. One of my friends was like, no, my brother is doing Uba and Uba and this. And then I was like, okay. Then I was able to make 5,000 rand out of Uber. And then I started seeing that, no. So you put your car up for for Uber to start being rented out every month? Yes, yes, that's what I did. Ah, that's awesome. That's what I did. And how I came into that solution, by the way, I saw a post. All of these Instagram posts, they work. Some of them, they work. It was saying, in every problem that you find yourself in, there is always a solution within the problem. I was like, yes. whoever wrote that, what are they trying to say? I was like, okay, I have a car that I'm paying. I have a house. I have food. In this situation that I'm at, what can I use to make extra money? Mm-hmm. But then immediately, my friend was like, my brother needs a car. 
to be used for Uber, I was like, okay, let me use my car so that <laughs> the brother can get the money, I'll also get the money. That's yes. how it happened. And that's how I wow. found myself 5,000 rand extra. Wow, wow, wow. That is amazing. So that's when you started to realize that no man, it's not about the money. It's not that I have to wait on a job. Here's the thing that I really want to make clear with people. I do agree to a point with everyone that says, you can't, not everyone can be an entrepreneur. But I do believe that circumstances, yes, you may not be an entrepreneur, but circumstances are such that you have no option. You mm -hmm. know, like how you realize you're like, I need extra money. It's not like most times at a job to negotiate for that promotion, you need to have hard facts, not like, Okay, you guys are about to see that I've actually never held down a job before. <laughs> but, I'm assuming, but I'm assuming with a job to get a more money, you have to you negotiate for a promotion, right? And to do that, you need to have data proving as to why you need that promotion. And maybe you need to be at the job for a certain amount of time. Right. Mm -hmm. And from that point on, uh, you're always, though, dependent on another person because with your job, if you'd gone, the, if you had decided, no, I'm going to make the extra 5,000 Rand with your job, you'd have had to go through so many negotiations. Mm -hmm. But to do the, ex to get the extra 5,000 Rand every month, you just were like, I'll do this. I've got the car. The other person is willing to drive. I just have to provide the asset. And then I get an extra 5,000 Rand a month. Mm -hmm. And there's something that I also want to share is, you know, in the midst of all that, I had other friends. I've always been surrounded by friends whom were married and they were living close to my house. And they were like, it's fine. We can't give you a lift. And I was like, okay, it's fine. I'm going to give you money for petrol. So money is available to all of us. People who just have yeah. to say, so in wow, the whole process, that. yes, that's what we did. That's what we actually so did. So your friends benefited from you Ubering? All of us. I had a problem. A brother's friend had a problem. I gave the car. I was getting money. The brother was, and there was another couple who were friends, different friends. They were getting money for petrol. And we're all government workers. So who is saying that government workers are lazy government I'm always hearing them, entrepreneur. We are coming for you, believe me. <laughs> we're coming, we're coming, guys. It's I not that we're lazy. No. And I, I'm such, I'm like you, ne? I believe mm. that people are not lazy. I believe, because the truth is that we say people are lazy. But if you think of how early some people wake up to go to work and to really, really hustle and push and everything. And still things are not coming together. I used to be one of those people, mm. you know? And so it's like, if you're looking at me, I'm like doing everything, but then you're like, you know, and at some point my mom even would say, but you're always busy, never having money. Oh, I remember when she said that, that hit me. I was, I was also oh. mad though. Like I was like, how can someone say that? But the thing is, the right? But like, you're laughing. Your mother. Right? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you know, guys, my mom is like my relationship with my mom is very, very complex. Uh, was complex. It's getting simpler these days. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> You know, and people say such things, it's so demoralizing. But anyway, like, because she said that, I remember that was also the thing that was like to me, wait a minute. I was like, first I was like, this woman though, like, she's not seeing my hard work. But then I was like, yo, but I am working hard, you know, and what mm -hmm. is going on? Because mm -hmm. we don't understand, um, it's not laziness. It's not that we lack discipline. It's not that we're lazy. Mm -hmm. It's that there are things that we do not understand about money mm -hmm. and trauma that just not, that's making things not click. And once things click, I mm -hmm. mm -mm, money becomes an easy story, right? Mm -hmm. It just becomes easier. So, what do you wish you had known before starting oh, on this? My, 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 my. <laughs> Especially um, even before starting with me as a coach. <laughs> you know, what I wish I would have known, um, I wish um, parents wouldn't say things that are their own problems to us growing up. It is them who didn't have money. It is them who didn't want to move to different cities. It is them who never wanted to leave South Africa. You know, we have to stop telling our kids of our own problems with our own money. These kids have their own problem to face in the future. My mother's shame when it comes to money, she, she, she's been a government worker. As much as I do understand her uh, traumas as well. But the introduction that I, I, I've known with money it was coming from her. And it was a matter of her always saying that this money is not that much available. Whatever that the government is saying her, it is not enough. And but in true, right? Yeah. In a way, it is sort of true. Like, mm -hmm. in a way, it is true. It's like mm -hmm. your salary is not enough at times because it's not just her that she was looking after. It was everyone exactly. else. Exactly. And then in that, she was saying it is not enough, Pumla. At the same time, she was taking clothes taking care of close to 30 people. I grew up in a family of 30. Like literally oh, 30 oh, one no. person. Of one person as a teacher. In the same pay, shame, she was still expected to take all of her siblings to school. And then they started falling pregnant. She was still expected on the same pay to do the same thing. So now the hill version of me I do understand that, you know, Really, 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 she tried everything that she thought she would do with her own money. And mostly she was doing all of those things with her money because she never wanted anyone to suffer like she suffered. Mm -hmm. And in that process, no one had ever told her to say, listen, this is enough. Take care of you and your kids. Because me and my brother, as the kids whom we had a mother who was working as a government worker, we were resentful. There were times where I would be like, I wish you can just take the two of us and go somewhere and things like that. And mm -hmm. <laughs> because she was raised in a family, in a very beautiful family though, that is saying, yeah. take care of the next person, take care of the next person. On yeah. the other side, her grandmother, I do want to explain the story of, of our family banking. Her grandmother no, feel free. Take your time, Sissy. What she will do, ugoko, uake. Yes. And then she will take to rent, to rent, to rent. We were four when we were growing up. I was always yeah. the old one. Then, <laughs> she would divide money amongst all of us. 
And then, yes. you know, by the time you say I have to rent, you yes. think you're the only one who has to rent, only to find out that the next one has to rent and the next one. Even there was beautiful, but uh, later there was some trauma with me because in me always accumulating money, I was so sure that I can't have it alone for all of it to be all mine. I had to yes. make sure that I saved and shaped and things like that. Yes. But a very beautiful shift happened when her mother came back from home because yes. she was the only black sheep of the family who went to job back and work for herself when she yeah. back, came back from home she was the only one who said so your me. grandmother's mother when she came back from home hey mm. my grandmother my yes. grandmother my mother's yes. mother that means the one who was staying at home was a great grandmother who was a sharer yes. who divided money amongst everyone like yes. my grandmother my maternal grandmother came back from home she was working in job back obviously I'm oh, sure she, she came back from Joburg to come home. Yeah. Okay. Come home. I was doing... Ah, so this home. was her daughter, your great-grandmother's mm -hmm. daughter. Mm-hmm. Exactly, you're getting it. So when I was doing standard two, a shift came. It seemed as if she came to divide the family. I see now. <laughs> yeah. If we all listen to her teachings, everyone was going to be online. Because when she came, she would tell everyone and say, my mother's siblings, you all have been eating my, my, my daughter's man. Wait. <laughs> That's why she came and say, like, she'll be like, wow. no. Yes. So you she know. told all her other kids that they were eating one of her kids' money. Yes. And so she was trying to be equitable and fair. Yes. And fair. She will tell them that you're sleeping in the house that she built. You are sleeping in the bed that she built. Where is your own money? And one thing that she was always, always advocating is like, everyone go out and go get education so that if in the future you get married, you make sure that you do not rely on the next person. The reason that I'm sharing all of these beautiful traumatic stories that made me who I am, it is because um, they knew better, some of them, and they were trying to teach us. And those that didn't know better, I don't think really they meant to traumatize us because when she came, there was a shift. And it wasn't mm -hmm. a bad shift. It was a shift of putting boundaries to say, listen, you have the right of taking care of yourself. Listen, you have the right of getting education. Listen, you do not have only the uterus or to, to be a baby maker. Go out there and get education and be your own independence. I always mm -hmm. say, feminist with me, it started with my grandmother. Sure. When she came back home, yeah. Your grandmother sounds like my paternal grandmother, my, my father's mother. Mm -hmm. Very, very strict. She also didn't want that situation. And mm -hmm. because of that, there's been other, like we've had like uh, where my uh, dad and his cousins have started a fund, his cousins and brothers have started a fund and instead of um, helping directly where one person is expected to rely. All of these people come and they contribute every month towards the fund. They have monthly meetings. I can't really say what goes on in there fully, but <laughs> I've been to some of the meetings and just passing by. But like it's been, it has made a huge, huge difference because what I saw on my mom's side was exactly the situation that you just described with your mom's family. And then on my dad's side was the situation of a grandmother like your grandmother who came back and was like, that ain't going to happen. This is just going to breed issues. Mm -hmm. Right. And it has been something that has continued since. And so basically 
everyone knows that you have to figure yourself out. It, 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 it's good. It was good. I love your father's side, Bangalore, the stories. <laughs> I was actually thinking that I think your father should write a book. Oh, I think it should <laughs> interview. If it might not be a book, but I think we need some interview from your father's side, from the men's side, because men of today they are taking you, they are taking everything from women. And they're very- not perfect, hey. Like I've always like my father and I have had have had discussions on male privilege and I've said to him, no, you've benefited from male privilege. So <laughs> <laughs> the fact like that he's able to sit down and listen and be like, okay, what is this? You know, it's a good sign. But no, there's some things. And to be honest, I want to stress this, right? Like, yes, mm-hmm. um, my father and his cousins and his brothers did all this, but it really started with my grandmother and her sisters, right? Like they had this understanding that like sometimes when you rely heavily on one person within the family, because I keep thinking about it lately, you know, I'm like, no matter how much you make, you are one person, right? Eventually 30 people, even if your mother was making a hundred thousand or 200,000 every Mm -hmm. month, you know, Mm -hmm. and especially even in the late nineties, which right now would be equivalent to 400,000 a month or something. Mm -hmm. She would still have felt, she would still have felt it. It is 30 people. It -hmm. is the equivalent of a classroom, you know, except like it's not kids. It's mm. like kids, adults, people with their own kids. Don't even start. It's a heavy weight, right? So no matter how we look at it, it is still a heavy thing for one person. Even five people, mm. that are like five adults, five mm. kids may be a different story, right? Mm-hmm. But if the kids are not your own, you'll also feel it. You'll grow resentful unless you choose that these are the kids that you're going to help. But now add five, ten adults to the mix, mm. you know? Mm. And I think that's the thing that really destroys us is the fact it's not so much that we have to look after the kids, Um, Well, not we, but that people are uh, expected to look after kids, but that it's that it comes with adults, it comes with all sorts of things, right? And that you are always the one being asked. So I think that's where the resentment comes from. So sometimes Mm -hmm. I look and I see how breadwinners get angry and annoyed and I look at how my mom used to get annoyed and was always shouting and how my uncle eventually just you broke down you do become bitter I I yeah. I have been a breadwinner uh, from the time I started earning 250 a month yes. up till I met you the time I was introduced to money me now making my own money I was mm. 17 because it was immediately after my sure. matric so there is no way you cannot be bitter. Anyone who has never a breadwinner must never say that breadwinners must never be bitter because yes. I started making 250 vangile. I went to 1.5. I went to I 4. just want to convert mm. that to US dollars. So guys, that's like literally tw- less than $20 a month. And Pumla had to support 
people on that $20 a month and also look after yourself? Yes. I do not know how I was taking one dollar, whatever, one rand and, and making it. So I just want to explain all of my financial salary that I've been getting still to be expected to be taking care of everyone. You will convert it into dollars, Bangi. It was first one. <laughs> no, people get the gist. Okay. <laughs> just about was, by 10, guys. <laughs> okay. It was 250, 1.8. It was 4,500. It was 7,500. It was 16,000. It was 35. By the time I left military, I was at 30, 32, 33, depending on overtime. Yeah. And I started working at the age of 18. Up until I left military, I was 33 years. Yeah. My whole life, I've been taking care of people. And it's not that I'm resentful to it. I thought I was sort of breaking some generational money case or things like that. Mm -hmm. So there is no way I'm not going to be bitter when I see the next person doing whatever that I was not doing. Because whatever that I was doing, then I thought it was supposed to be a family tree and things like that. I just want to stand up for the breadwinners and the actual people who knows what it feels like to take care of everyone with your money beside you. Yeah. No one has told us the other way that you have the right of not taking care of, of whoever. Yeah. You take care of your brothers, you take care of their kids, you buy them clothes and things like that because that's what we know. So sure. that's how I knew that whatever money issues that I have, I need a professional who's going to rescue me out of this. I, I just mm. knew it. Even before I left military, I was, I've always mm. been a person who plans ahead. When, yes. when I left military, I was like, listen, Pumla, I've had, had money before. I've lost mm. all of the money. What I never wanted to repeat the same mistake was like, I just want to find a way of mm. making more money and keeping more money. At that yes. time, I thought, honestly, to be honest, I still thought I'll still take care of adults mm. and adults and their kids mm. and things like that. So that's how I started seeking for 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 whoever there was going to help me. And then voila, Vangela came into my life. Talk about that, right? So when you heard about the work I do and my coaching, what did you think? And why did you decide on one-on-one -on -one coaching? Because Pumla, guys, Pumla reached out and I was like, sis, I'm fully booked for one-on-one, -on -one, you know? And I don't know, like, she just would not give Stop. up. She was just like, <laughs> I need to be on that waiting list, you know? Okay. Mm, I can't wait to share this. Like, give me time, guys, with this because it is very important for me and for the next person. Okay. Um, what happened is, firstly, I got back pay on this new job now, 300,000, okay? And still, I could not pay off some of my debt. The only money that I could transfer at that time was my friend's money because I was owing her 150,000. I was like, let me pay off because I didn't want to owe a friend and things like that. Yeah. So on Instagram, you know how always we, we buzzing on Instagram. <laughs> there come this lady saying, if money was a lover, how would you treat money? I'm like, click. What is she talking about? <laughs> Your one second advertising changed my whole life because no one has ever come into my life and asked me if money was a lover, how would I treat it? The whole thing I was like, okay, this is something for me. And then I click follow. When I went to follow, link the bio and things like that, 
there was a free book. I downloaded the free book. <laughs> <laughs> I did the work of the free book. <laughs> what they say? Let's show you your future. This is how it looks. <laughs> In five years of my living expenses, because I did the whole book, I was going to be, I would have used 1,800,000. I was like, no, not on food and, and, and clothes and electricity and things like that. So, and then as time goes by, as I was following you, I saw the bank challenge. I was like, okay, let me be on the bank challenge and see whatever. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I actually switched devices because, wow, things mm -hmm. are not going too well. So I'm going to ask Pumla to start again, unfortunately, from the part where she realized she got the mm -hmm. ebook and then she mm -hmm. realized that she was going to be spending 1.8 million on food and clothes. And then mm -hmm. what was going through your head? What made you go like, whoa, okay, I need help you what was your next step <laughs> well my next step was let me see what i can get out of more out of vanilla since i'm following her on instagram and immediately within the same week you were doing bank account challenge and then i was like okay i'm in i was in and sadly i was falling behind because i was still i'm a government worker still though in uae so, and then, but I was like, I'm going to do it. I remember sending you an email because I wanted to do this thing. I was like, listen, I am following, I'm behind with bank account challenge. Will I not lose the videos and things like that? And she was like, no, things stay there. Just take your time. <laughs> Two weeks later, finally, I did finish the bank account challenge. For me, I will share this again. The difficulties that I found on the bank account challenge, it was number one, a new environment. Instead of me saying, okay, I'm in a very new environment, let me learn. I took myself back because there were things that we were supposed to repeat after you. And I was like, no, I'm not going to repeat that without listening to the whole thing. So a lesson learned. I in think you mean the EFT tapping, right? The EFT tapping, yes, with the EFT tapping. In a new territory, my money magic student and beautiful people out there, in a new territory, learn. <laughs> like, <laughs> only bring your better self to be teachable and learn. So, <laughs> and then, even the bank account challenge, Bangile is gone again. No, sorry, keep talking. I just switched off my video for a while, but I'll be right back on. So, on the bank account challenge, what changed for me of also wanting to be one-on-one -on -one coaching was when you share a story of your grandmother on the side of your mother. I was like, no, this sounds familiar and this sounds wrong. And I just started seeing my family in, in that number one. As two women who have been fortunate to work, it's me and my mother. One thing that we're never told is that our money is ours. When we're sharing it, it is because of our own choice. That's when I was like, no, I definitely still need more of Bangla's help. I went on to one-on-one -on -one coaching. I was like, oh, fully booked. Oh, I was like, okay. I saw the date that it was May. I was like, I am going to be in. One way or another, I'm going to be in. And then I kept on asking. <laughs> and then she was like, by the way, a client canceled. My people. <laughs> 
believe me, um, it was like something was gonna change before I even changed. Okay, click. I went on to the money coaching one, and I was like, ah, "What is this?" But something kept on drawing me to this thing of saying, "You are in the right place." That's when they say, "Again, listen to your gut, listen to your." You know, your higher self, this self that is always taking you into better places. I was like, I am in. If I could spend so much money for all of these years, for all of these people, not these people, for my beautiful family. Mm. (laughs) I deserve to spend this for me too. I pay the Mm. deposit and everything. I've never felt so happy in my entire life. (sighs) I've never felt so happy. But before you, Vanille, I will say this to people that I was on a, a, a self-development journey where I read the 5 a.m. club, the, mm. the, the secret, and the, um, uh, what the rich are investing on. All of these books were forever repeating the same thing that get a financial coach, mm. get a fitness trainer, yes. get someone who is way ahead of the level that you wanted to be at. So for me, as I was coming to work in the UAE, I was like, I want to work and retire at the age of 40. I never want to work for the next person. So how do I do that? Let me get a person yeah. who's going to show me how it's done. And then that's how I ended up and landed an on one-on-one coaching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So since you've been on one-on-one coaching, how has your definition of trauma changed? I'm sure like, I know when I first started even working on trauma, even Mm. I didn't understand how subtle trauma was. So how has your definition of trauma changed since uh, starting one-on-one coaching? Ooh, it's... um, mm. One thing that I've I've understood with trauma is um, it is real. It is so real. I always thought that trauma was the trauma that I was um, taught at, at school as a paramedic. No. <laughs> the, next person, the next person building you, whether it's your parents or whether it, ever it is trauma, whoever that got molested went through trauma, anything that is not putting you to a higher self, it is trauma. Because as human beings, we're only supposed to do one thing, take care of the other and support each other and motivate each other. Never take advantage, never do anything that is harmful to the next person. I am saying this because I was so sure that I I was not traumatized. You know, the fact that I was was raised by a single mother didn't think there was trauma. I saw it as normal. And only to find that we'll have mother trauma, father trauma, and all of the wounds, <laughs> all of these wounds that you think as a black child they part of, no, they were never supposed to be. I, I honestly had no idea that I had problems when I came into your life. I thought we were going to be talking about, um, okay, this is, um, okay, invest in this and this and this and this and this. I was very shocked mm-hmm. on our first session when you asked me, how are you? I was like, okay, let me answer. This is how I'm feeling. Okay. The following question happened. Uh, what is your definition of money? Bangladesh's question, you all know them. And those were the only questions that I was ever in my whole life needed to be asked because no one has ever asked me, how are you? Whether it was family, whether it was the next person always assumed that I was okay. I was never okay. 
But mm-hmm. in Bangla space, I was asked, how are you? And given a chance to say whatever the answer is, it is your right to say, how are you today? That yeah. what one-on-one coaching did for me. I didn't come here trying to be whatever. I just knew if I'm not okay, I'm going to say I'm not okay. And in all of those questions, my money story was changing every day. Every day <laughs> I was spending money more. Every day I was standing up for myself more when it's come to money, when it's come to family and things like that. And then I think everyone who get introduced to Evangile, um University, you get this hype. I did travel my family and friends. <laughs> I, <laughs> I asked for all of their emails. Oh, I was going through the most. I was like, please leave your family and friends alone. Cause you you know, and it's common. So I just say to people, send them the link to Wealthy Money, send them the free ebook. They will decide and you can share what we do, but please do not. She was like, everyone now has to do coaching. I'm like, firstly, I'm fully booked. (laughs) (laughs) Secondly, did these people ask you? Like you're just out there now, you're bothering people. Because <laughs> we think we are seeing the shift and it's so obvious, Gucci. <laughs> of course I've got trauma because now it's obvious to you. But think about your family, your siblings, your cousins. They like you before you started. No. And you think that the trauma is the most basic, right? Like how we all think of trauma. It's like mm-hmm. it's the big light event. It's not the small, small things. And it's crazy because Mm -hmm. in coaching, we spend so much more time on the tiny, subtle events and memories, the big traumatic events. Yes, we work on them. But what we've often found is that this tiny memories where you think this just happened, it's not a big deal. And we just keep going into it. And it's just like, no, man, this is the one that actually causes me the most (laughs) anger. (laughs) It's like, that is the one that's causing me the deepest anger. (laughs) And to only think that one sentence with your mother, with your ex, is the one that is holding all of your money, blessings. No, get healing, my people. (laughs) Right? And that's the thing. Um, And I also want to say, do you think you would have, because I know how people listen to these videos, they watch my live classes, and then they think, oh, no, we don't need to do the bank account challenge or the money magic course. We've got it. She's explained things. Because I'm an explainer, right? So do you think you would have uncovered what you uncovered now without the Money Magic course and the one-on-one coaching? Sorry. Mm-hmm. We were a bit disturbed with my network. I'm very sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. So I'll repeat. I was saying people watch the videos. They watch the live classes. They read my blog posts. They do a bunch of anything, right? Um And I'm just wondering, do you think, and then people take that away and they go, because, you know, my life classes are like an hour long, which Mm -hmm. would tell people just how deep my work goes. Because Mm -hmm. like I can talk for an hour on like a really 
tiny mm-hmm. topic around trauma and not even cover the mm-hmm. various ways yeah. in which we would work on healing that trauma. So mm-hmm. do you think, what would you say to those people who were just like, um, I've got all I've needed from just the blog, from reading the blog, the emails, um, watching the live videos? Okay. To be honest with you, um, a very good question, Bangit. I love that question. Uh, there is no rush, rush. <laughs> In facing 33 years of trauma for me, it took how many coaching sessions, it took how many tears, it took of how much, it took so much because it was 33 years old of being told whatever, not even going back to ancestral trauma. I'm just talking about yeah. my own traumas. So yes. my love is Ozitandazan. If you think that is going to be my video, it's going to be one post. I'm very sorry. It will never be that because what will happen is that will work for a month. In the next three months, you will be repeating the same cycle. You'll be even with us who went on one-on-one coaching because we've been living this life long enough. It is even difficult to say, okay, now let me try to live by Bangladesh's rules or by Bangladesh's tactics. <laughs> Trauma is real. It stays with you. It is your comfort zone. You understand? So, mm. no, it will be everything. It will be you willing to do the work. It, after you've done the work, it will be you willing to practice the work. It will be you yeah. again willing to say, I forgive myself for stepping back and asking for help and still going back to Bangile. It does not end. But mm-hmm. every time you look for help, because to be honest, the whole of Black nations we are living on trauma because we do a whole <sighs> lot of things are not good for us. Are not good for us. And how much is that we have trauma that was basically enforced on us through or through our history, which then impacted the family dynamics? And oh gosh, it's it's deep. I love what you've said. Because I keep saying to people, even me, I keep going back to the work. I've been working with a lot of my coaches for some of them for years, then I move on to other coaches, but I keep my core trauma-informed coaches because of this, because it's this constant, I'm working through layers and layers and layers of things, right? And sometimes for me, it's just a shock. Even you've seen in the sessions how like Mm -hmm. we can literally, someone said one thing, One thing that had never been said to us before, but somehow it triggers our soul and Mm -hmm. it births a whole new money behavior and a whole new money dynamic. Mm -hmm. A thing that was said in passing by a friend, you know, Mm -hmm. or by a family member. Suddenly it is the thing that has influenced and shaped your whole life and it was a trauma. It, It is part of your it is just sitting there in your nervous system and you don't know how to digest it and it's impacting your entire money behavior, you know, mm-hmm. and you, most of us wouldn't even think twice about it, but it's within the coaching environment as we do the work, especially mm-hmm. as we do the money magic work where it comes mm-hmm. up and you're like, that mm-hmm. person just said that. Nobody had ever said that to me before. Mm-hmm. They just said this one sentence. However, this one sentence in that one, in that maybe 15 seconds has shaped my life. 
for like 15 years. What the F? <laughs> and to, if I can say the reason that they say that, they say our brains are naturally addicted to anything that is not us, anything that is belittling and things like that. I listened to an interview of Les Brown. He said, <laughs> you know, a person can tell you one negative thing. For mm. the other person to reverse that, they will have to say it 17 times. 17 times I believe of one that. thing being told you're not good enough or you're ugly. For you not to believe that you're ugly, you have to be told 17 times. Where do we get the time of telling? Where do we get the time to say that? Like, we told you, <laughs> we told you once you're beautiful. It's okay. <laughs> Run with that. We don't have 17 more times. We can't do the 16 more times. You're good. But yeah, it's very, very true. And we don't even understand that, right? So sometimes mm. we're not even aware that it's because it's not everything, every negative thing that someone says that lands that adds to our money and trauma story. But it's sometimes the most odd thing that lands you're just like mm -hmm. <laughs> you know you you probably didn't even pay attention to it and then it just mm -hmm. comes up so yeah no this is why i love trauma i mean like love doing work around trauma not love oh. trauma but you guys know what i mean right like i love unpacking it because it is so layered and it is so subtle and mm -hmm. I could not tell you what your trauma is, right? No, no you no. get to just you get to uncover that in the session and tell me mm. what are some of the things that you're struggling to process, and they all come up. We both learn together at the time, so it's really, really awesome. Yeah. So wow! Now let's talk about your incredible shifts. <laughs> How has your money story, your money changed? Tell us about debt, having money, like what's going on? <laughs> my, 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 I, I, I really have to get on to this. I, ever since I've been on one-on-one -on -one coaching, I've been able to pay debt of 360,000 cash, my people, I have to say this. Wow. Not only that, I have been able to have difficult conversation around money at home and say no, yes, when I want to, or why do I have to give just a conversation? Um, I've taught people through value and hiding, and saying, no, <laughs> that is your own responsibility. Take care of it. My mother has been able to buy herself a brand new car for tuna, which Prior trauma healing, I was planning to buy my people cash. Yes. <laughs> Imagine my client comes and tells me I'm in debt, but I want to buy my mother a car. <laughs> and then, then um, the, the budget with intention has wow. been beautiful for me. And to know that whatever money that I make is for me, it is whether it's my blessing, it's my birthright, but I am enough to have whatever amount of money that I want to have. I decide how to spend it. So it has for me, only for me, it has been more than about money. I've seen so much at home shifting my two younger siblings that I used to take care of getting jobs 
because of the teaching that Bangida told me that sometimes you don't have to take care of people, just tell them, send in a CV and things like that. In these four months, in the four months, the whole entire family has shifted in so much to the point that I'm like, oh, okay. I'm going to take Bangladesh picture and put it in our home. People, they take Mandela pictures most. I'm going to take your picture no, and put it in our home. <laughs> what you can do is when we go on the retreat, you can take pictures of us together, right? I, just I know, I know. So it's everything, Bangile. You, you've taken me out of slavery about money, that money is not enough, that money is going to run out. And or even if it's run out, it's okay, I'll still be alive. There will be other a friend or a family member that will take care of me. But most important, the gift that you've given me was to say my dreams are valid. If I believe and deserve that I want to make 250000 moving on, it is okay, Pumla. How, how do we get you there? Instead of saying, don't you think that is a little bit too much for you to ask? Those, that's for me, one-on-one coaching has, has money. It's just a beautiful benefit. And it is a beautiful benefit that I'm getting now after we've done the work. Bringing me back to me to, to always know that I have the right of being rich. I have the right of being a property magician. I've always believed that I want to be a billionaire, the first billionaire from Nkanda. You've given me all of those things to say, yes, it is true. You can be whatever that you want to be. So it has been more than money because it was never but money was trauma from the beginning so thank you um yeah thank you very much no it's such a pleasure i am so blessed to be able to do this work and i just want to state that like pumla is now debt free guys like she's just like and it didn't take a whole year or two years right like it's been but I mean, yo, you cried, Shem. Yo, you cried. People you cried through the sessions. And I also want to point out something. In the sessions, you and I never once brought up your bank statement, never once looked at your debt. I sent you to those videos and those instructions. The mm-hmm. bulk of the work that we did was the emotional work, right? Mm-hmm. It was the emotional work. Wow, so so powerful. <laughs> I am um okay, so my last question to you then is what would you say to someone who is on well my second last question, what would you okay. say to someone who is there on the fence about doing the work? I'm not one I'm not taking on any more one-on-one coaching clients oh, for until 2023, guys. I take a break between my coaching sessions. I think that's why, like the people that know that message me and have been waiting, just know that when I open up for coaching for say two years, when I'm like, oh, in the next two years, I'm going to be doing coaching again, they jump on. So for one-on-one coaching, but I will be doing group coaching, right? So get hop on that if you're interested, but you have to be a Money Magic student to be on the group coaching. So what would you say to someone who is on the fence and someone who thinks, I just don't have the time? Like, because the mindset, often people will say to me, I have to be working hard. Like, I need that time to work hard so that I can, instead of doing the money magic course or the bank account challenge, I want to go and work hard instead of doing the course. And I'm always like, that doesn't make sense because if you did the course, you would work half the time. 
and actually reach your goals in half the time. But what would you say to people like that that are just like, nope, uh, and are on the fence and think that they don't have time for this course or it's too expensive or whatever? I, I am very sorry because my answer will not be sugarcoating as I was in the military before. I will be saying, uh, sadly for you, nothing is ever going to change. Yes, you'll carry on working hard and making more money. You lose all of it exactly the way you were losing it, 150 rent. That is the set of the reality because it is not about money. It has nothing to do with money. Money is a beautiful source, as I said, that is available to all of us. It is everything beside money. So yeah. just take a pause and lean into a new territory. Yes, it is a very new territory with beautiful souls. Oh, oh <laughs> who's your host? I'm very sorry she's to forget her name. Lisa on the property. These beautiful women in that group who are willing to say, me too, but you do not have to stay there. This is how I did it. Oh. So it has nothing to do with the money. And there's one thing also that I want to, 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 to share. You know, for me, the actual money, it was actually sorted by especially your, your causes, like the, the, the money magic causes, because I never knew, no one has ever told me that all the debts that I had had nothing to do with me, because it is never about the money. When I started mm. looking at all of my debt, I was like, okay, I'm paying a car. How did I buy this car? Mm. I bought this car because it's either I thought it was something that I needed to do, I was like, okay, I'm paying a DSTV while I'm in the UAE. That is where Trafford understand. How did I get myself in here? I'm entertaining oh, people. No. So still, if you think it's all about the money, <laughs> there's nothing more that I, I, I can explain to you by, besides say, get help. It has nothing to do with money. Yeah. Okay. I will say this one thing though. We've seen rich people committing suicide because it is never about the money. It's it is everything that is going on in between here. Money is just a symptom or a sign. It is not, yeah. I'm saying again, it is not about the money. Whether you have, whether your government work, because people also, they confuse your work for thinking that, no, you have to be going to more money in order for you to be part of Bangladesh work. There's courses that are starting from 1.5. The same 1.5 that you eat it all out on takeaway. <laughs> there's, there's, there's so much. The, the, the bank account challenge was five days. I did it two weeks later, but it changed my life. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not going to be vanilla. It just has to be you looking yourself in the mirror and say, because that's what it took for me. I was like, okay, Pumla, I think I'm tired of losing money and I want more. And besides losing money, I have a son whom yes. I wanted him to face different struggles than mine. That's number yes. one. That was one of my number one priorities that I wanted to to face his own struggles, not money struggles and things yes. like that. So way I was and like, not I'm, just not money struggles, right? It's mm -hmm. that you don't want him to then also think my first, and there's nothing wrong with this, right? But if we have it within our power as people and as parents, that we free, that we break the tie of the first person that our kids are thinking of is mom at home and building mom a house and buying mom a car. 
it's no. going to be it's how it will start to change the generational wealth because we start to look after ourselves and our kids start to see that no but mom is fine she's going on vacation she's doing things she's got her money sorted in a way it frees them to now like when he starts working he knows ah my money will go towards my apartment if he wants to blow it on parties he can do that if he wants to get her car he can do that if he wants to buy property he can also do that but the thing is it shouldn't be that this is the obligation mm-hmm. our generation is going through that because this information wasn't available to our parents right so it's not their fault but now that information is becoming available to us we can utilize this information it's up to us to make sure that the next generation doesn't struggle right because information is here now we've got opportunities and we can take advantage of those opportunities that is true that is true uh, with me i said everything that has to do with pain it will stop with me i i did say this i made it very clear at home to everyone that it stop with me all of it it is never going to pass down to other kids they gonna have to face some other different struggles the kids of 2020 they face corona and then they face whatever ah. is, and i want to share something as well that is very funny that kids of today you never gonna bully them to do anything <laughs> with us not being aware that if you have not really do the work your trauma is going to hide and you're going to attract the same trauma in a very different wrapped up present okay as much as i knew before your work that it will end with me that my son will have to take care of me but when the song came of saying he's octangeli banoi i used to say my son should sing that to me and you know what he told me oh. he said because i didn't know vangile i only came into your life You know what he said? He said no, Akshiwonjalo. Because he was saying no, whoever that one tip I know you will buy it for yourself, not me, mommy. So <laughs> I was like, good boy. <laughs> I know Shane, I feel like this generation is going to show the next generation is going to show us flames, but in a it's good way. In a in very a very, very good way, right? Because if we are refusing to do the work they are the generation that is going to help us do the work and not help us by taking us to the coaches they're going to show us flames in such a way that your only alternative is to go and do the work you know because and i feel like that is fair though like i am so with your son that is it's a hard thing to like teach a child at such a young age but what did we know because nami on the side of my mom's family and i remember like being 12 and my aunt telling me that you know so my cousins were maybe like 25 they've now passed mm-hmm. on but like i was like 12 my cousins were like 25 and 28 and my aunt mm-hmm. would be telling honey and i who's like i was like 13 12 or 13 and honey was like 10 11 at the time and she would always be sitting us down and telling us that we should not forget that it will be our duty to look after our cousins not telling my cousins who are older that right 
<laughs> but like I feel like oh why did what did my aunt know anyway this is how this was how the family grew up right this is how everything had been happening for years right and then of course i was that person in the family unfortunately (laughs) so they encountered me and that was like was like nope we ain't doing this no more this is not gonna work so wow thank you for sharing that pumla how do people get hold of you? How do they, I know people are probably listening to you and are like, I want to learn more. I want to maybe partner with this woman in property and do things with her. How do they get hold of you? Oh, I am on Instagram as Pumla Pingema. On Facebook, I'm just on the Money Magic group. I don't post anything on, on Facebook. I'm not that much of a social media person but i have numbers both it is better to use my uae number should i say it out loud yeah. 050 oh yeah if you want to i know 050 uh, 77996249624 okay Awesome, yeah. guys. And if you're on the mailing list, I will give you the number. If you're yeah. not on the Wealthy Money mailing list, try to listen again and take down the number. I'm obviously not going to share it on social media or anything for obvious Please. reasons, but I will share Pumla's Instagram account. If you're watching this on Facebook, look at the description. I'm mm. going to tag her. Um, she's mm. only active in the money magic student group mm. actually a lot of my private clients are like that they don't <laughs> they're only on facebook for the money magic student group most times it's they true. just don't facebook i don't know people are like why would we need facebook and then i'm like i'm on facebook they're like okay if the money magic students are on facebook i'm on facebook <laughs> if i could i could delete everything and just be on the money magic that's who i am i'm sorry <laughs> yeah i know like it's it is a beautiful space being in that group. I'm not going to lie. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Most importantly, thank you, Pumla, for coming and so openly sharing your story. We so deeply appreciate it. Pumla usually sends me messages. She'll be like, oh my God, I just watched this Money Magic series interview with this student. Oh my God. This is what I learned. Now people are going to be watching you and listening yes. to me about you. Uh, I, I, it is a beautiful traumatic story to learn from. We share the stories because we never want anyone to go through what we went through. Or we share them to make sure that if she did it too, I can do it too. Because Vangile, because of you, you had enough. You said, okay, this is enough. I'm going to stand up for me, for my family, and for every black woman that was looking up up to you or coming after you. We thank you. We appreciate you. Uh, I will always say this. Thank you to your parents. Whether traumatized you or not, they did many things right because if it wasn't for your family traumas you wouldn't have put a stand to everything that you're doing your work is beautiful Carry on. <laughs> oh, thank you Pumla. and thank you guys for jo- for tuning in if you're watching this um 
I am running the bank account challenge that Pumla mentioned. So do check out the bank account challenge. Um, I'm running it live again, but as Pumla mentioned, the bank account challenge, the videos and the lessons are always available. You don't have to do them with me live. You can sign up for the bank account challenge and you can check out the bank account challenge at wealthy-money.com forward slash bank account. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash bank account. I am running the live bank account challenge from January 27th, 2021 to January 31st, 2021. So I run the challenge live once a quarter. That's the time, even though we have a, a private Facebook group and people can ask me any questions that they want in that group at any time, even when we're not doing the challenge live, I love to do the challenge live and do live Q and A's and we all work together as a collective holding the space. It's just incredible. And people that have, that enrolled in the bank account challenge years ago still get lifetime access to it, right? And they get to do it over and over and over again as often as you want, right? So definitely join us. Um, especially because you do get lifetime access to it. And if you're interested in the Money Magic course and the group coaching, the group coaching is only going to be available in June, but only for the Money Magic students. They are the only ones that are going to be allowed to enroll in my group coaching program. So you can uh, get on the wealthy on the Money Magic waiting list at wealthy-money.com forward slash Money Magic. So that is the that course is different from the bank account challenge right in the bank account challenge i teach you how i changed my spending habits in a short space of time so that i could pay off sixty thousand dollars in debt in the money magic course i teach you how to stay out of debt right how to pay off debt not recreate debt stay out of debt and i then also teach you how to make extra streams of income so that you can start creating financial freedom right and start dreaming of early retirement so that is the major difference between these two courses and of course the money magic course is super in-depth whereas the bank account challenge is literally five days you've got access to all the other videos that I've done before, but you can do the course over five days and then go back to all the other lessons every month or whatever, five days every month. It's super, super powerful. So I look forward to seeing you in either one of the courses. Thank you for joining us. And Pumla, thank you. This was so good. Thank you, Vangela. Thank you for everything. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you find this podcast helpful and enlightening, please can you do me a favor and go leave the podcast a five-star review on iTunes or leave a comment on YouTube and of course share it with your family and friends. I would really appreciate it because it would help other money magicians who are looking to change their relationship with money find this podcast, which would really make my day. Also, 
As a bonus, if you're interested in changing your spending habits, I have a complimentary ebook for you. You can download it at wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Have a fantastic day further and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Money Magic Podcast.